0: And welcome everybody to Fantasy Football Now. The football season has begun. Week one was effed up, but you knew it was going to be. I'm Brady Tinker and welcome in Jeff Ditoff, my buddy. How you doing, pal? All right, brother. How you doing, man? How Vegas? It was busy. Uh, I was out there for the National Fantasy Football Championship, which is essentially season-long games uh, for the football season where a lot of guys who are making a living playing fantasy football show up uh, and contest against each other. And, It could all be done online, but there is such a group out there that has grown to know each other in the last 22 years that we had almost 400 people show up and play a variation of, you know, whatever, seven or 10 different games for between $1,500 entry and $25,000 entry. Wait, $25,000? That's why I was just waiting for the reaction. $25,000 entry? that. Yeah, it's a lot of money. And as I understand that that league may have been winner take all. There are some di- producers and director types and rich types that are in that. So it is nerve wracking for everyone uh, in a 14 team winner take all $25,000. You can do the math on that one, but it was great. Vegas was great when I arrived on Tuesday. It was 116 degrees. It cooled down on Wednesday to 112 uh, and we got under 110 after I'd been there four days. And, and it, it feels that way. You know, they can give you the dry heat thing all they want. It's hotter than yeah. hell. Yeah. 116 is
1: 116. Brady, I talked to a guy the other day who's uh, – so I've got a buddy of mine. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll go off top a little bit. i got a yeah, buddy yeah. of mine in the league. He's been in for years. And they do like this 43-round draft. Yeah. And you've got to start a full defense. So you've got to decide if you're going to play a 3-4 or a 4-3. But you got to start – like, so you draft guys that way. I thought that was a craziest league. Then I heard one that one-upped it. A guy I talked to that is in a league where you have a fifty three man roster. Same kind of thing. You yeah. get to decide four, three, three, four, start full defense, you draft IDPs. but you can also draft kids in high school and put them on your developmental squad. So there's guys <laughs> that's got, have Arch Manning on their teams already. On the that's developmental awesome. squad. That's enough.
0: I am in a baseball league, a high end baseball league that is year round. It's a year round keeper deal uh, here in the Dallas Fort area. There are several uh, high profile media guys in it. The winner won about winner won about 13,000 last year. Uh, but it is a 40, let's see, it is a 40, 42 man roster. So you have a 25 man active roster, you have a bench, and then you have an additional 20 minor league players. So, okay. When someone's doing well at rookie ball or low A, he gets picked <laughs> right. up in our league. He gets picked up in our league. <laughs> Snap right. him up! Yeah. Every time I hear a name, I'm like, wonder if he's available. What
1: was hey, I thinking? Grab Ethan Hammerberg. Ethan Hammerberg for the Chicago White Sox. Uh, Twenty, whatever the last round was, the NBA, MLB draft this year. White okay. Sox took him. Drafted.
0: I will. Uh, I'm sure he's gone, but I'll look. Five two fifty. Ethan Hamelberg. Gotcha. gotcha. He's a beast. He's a pitcher. Go ahead. All right. Let's get to fantasy football yeah. now. And week number one was wild. Uh, so part number one in show number two for week number one, then leading into show number two, you yeah. see what a good host I am, uh, is winners. Uh, and I wrote winners. So let's, let's say Justin Jefferson certainly yeah. is a winner. There's a loser in the Justin Jefferson thing, too. Justin Jefferson, nine for 184 and two touchdowns. The loser is... How is he so open? I, did, did you watch any of that? I Justin did. Jefferson it, running around out there like they have no idea what his number is or what it says on the back of his jersey. I'm like, I don't give a shit who you guard. You've got to cover him.
1: It I was, it how was how he got ridiculous. So it was yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. I, I'm watching that. I'm thinking, like, you know, like, even before the game started, you and I both knew he was going to get the ball a lot. He's getting and, 12 targets. Yeah. Yes. And it's like, got to guard him. Double team him. Thielen's right. not going to burn you. Thielen's a great Wes Welker. Okay. Right. Thielen's that. Right. That's fine. But you've got to guard Justin Jefferson. He's the Randy Moss. He can do this stuff.
0: It was the damnedest thing I'd ever seen when I was watching. Definitely. I was like, I I, I wasn't watching at the beginning and I went and checked it out and they're like, yeah, look at the day he's having. I'm like, no. look at no one covering him. Look Why at those? drop. Uh, it was just, it was actually almost shocking. Uh, yeah. And it was, Really pissed me off, uh, really, because I don't have him in any leagues. Um, Other winners Saquon Barkley got 25 touches. This is good for football. This is good for fantasy football. It's good for the NFC East and New York Giants. Saquon Barkley is a polarizing player and figure. And the Giants, you know, football's better if the Giants have a puncher's chance. Uh, 25 touches, 9.1 yards per carry, four explosive plays. Uh, two 12-yard runs and two 16-yard catches. That sounds like the Saquon Barkley we were all hoping for if you drafted him.
1: You know what, though? But uh, Brady, the way I look at it, this is probably my dad coming through with the pessimistic a- attitude. I'm like, you know what? If I've got Saquon Barkley, I sell high on him. I I, I don't think he can maintain – I'm not saying – nine, granted, 9.1 yards a carry is not sustainable, no doubt about it. No. But I'm just saying, like, is this the most value Saquon will have this year
0: Maybe so. If he just maybe, maybe I would play the, the come a little bit and wait one or two more weeks. See if he gets right. through three weeks, if he gets through three 25 point, 30 point weeks, then sure. you're gold. Then you're gold. Uh, but I'm with you. I, I feel right. that way about he and McCaffrey uh, and yeah. so many guys. I'm, I'm wondering about Kamara now. Let's get to that. Uh, and the other guy that I put in my winner list is Young Hole Kim. And I threatened to do this, and that is—that's a kicker. And everyone's like, "That's a kicker, that's the kicker Brady." <laughs> yes, but there were about eight kickers that needed to be shot. So, Young Ho Kim had four field goals, two over fifty yards, and he made his extra point for in our league nineteen. Way to go, Young Ho Kim! No shanks, no shimmies, right? no laces turned around the wrong direction. Young Ho Kim just came through for you from nearly a twenty spot.
1: It's amazing how much how many kickers this week were disappointing. You know, like we never talk about kickers, but. Like, you know, what happened in the Cincinnati Pittsburgh game. And you see guys like this that, then obviously, the Denver Seattle game at the end of the week yeah. when they thought that uh, McManus would make a 64 yard or whatever. But it, it seems like we never talk about kickers unless, unless it's negative. There's some leagues I've been in where guys said, hey, let's just cut kickers out altogether. But, it, but the reality is, most leagues still have kickers. And yes, yeah, so yeah. Kim absolutely had value. He was a big a big time kicker this past week.
0: By the way, if you didn't watch the games, Jefferson that we were bitching about was always open. That was against the Green Bay defense, a division mm-hmm. rival, uh, a group that knows exactly who that is, that plays yeah. him twice a year. Uh, and it's then, by the way, and, that, and by the way, it's supposed to be a very good defense. Yes, yeah. yeah. so uh, a little iffy there. Let's move to losers. Unless you have any more winners, you want to interject?
1: That's perfect. Let's keep You're good.
0: Moving. All right, losers. losers. Mike Williams in San Diego. Uh, and, and his brother, in my eyes, is sort of Alan Robinson, who's now with the Rams, and they both make the loser list. They are both big, not extraordinarily fast, good route runners, and guys who can be hogs. They can be guys who can just catch after catch after catch, especially I always think of Alan Robinson that way. I've seen Alan Robinson play with two or three different bad quarterbacks and still get 110 catches.
1: Uh okay, but first, first take me through great, it. the fact you said that Mike Williams was in San Diego tells me he's a loser already because San Diego will probably won him back. He's in L.A., but, yes, I'm with you. Mike Williams, huge disappointment. He and Alan Robinson both. Alan Robinson, and, you know, I've, I've said this before when you know, I've talked, I've done 50 drafts. I did 50 drafts this year. Yep. And Alan Robinson was a guy I constantly targeted. It's yeah, like this is a guy who could be good value because he did. You get crappy quarterbacks his whole career and always had good numbers. Now he's with a good quarterback with a great receiver on the other side of the ball that people have to pay attention to in Cooper Cup. So, I was all over Alan Robinson. So, I was a huge disappointment for me. And in like 45 of the drafts I did because they started Alan Robinson because I said, hey, i like Alan Robinson. Let's start him. And so, and Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, you thought that Williams would be the guy who would maybe take over that number one mantle. I know Allen's hurt now. Williams and Robinson both huge, huge disappointments week one but they're buy-low guys for me. If I'm going to sell high on sure. Saquon, sure. I'm buying low on Williams and Allen Robinson. if I can. No,
0: no doubt. Uh, and, uh, you know, the Rams game was, I don't know. Oh. Uh, I I watched that quarterback, Matthew Stafford, and I thought... Every times at me right now, to me right now, he looks like a junior high school quarterback. He threw mm-hmm. what seemed like every single pass to Cooper Cup, and I get that. Cooper Cup runs great routes. He's where he's supposed to be all the time. Sure. But when he threw the no-look interception in the middle of the field, there were four guys around him. Four guys Absolutely. around him. Yeah. And Alan, I And obviously you can just say, well... And that's probably true. Stafford has not played that much in the spring. He and Robinson did not get that much time together. So Robinson's running routes that I imagine he was good at running at his last stop or or sure. he prefers in his career. What is it you want to do? And mm-hmm. Stafford, I saw rolled to his right a couple times, take a peek at him and come off of him just in no time. As if he didn't know whether he was going to settle or keep going. You know, you could just see a real disconnect, but he played, I think, 78% of the plays. So he's going to play. And that was one catch for 12 yards on exactly Two targets. So you almost think, don't you, Jeff? That they they actually flip the script on that this week, and they make a real point to get Allen Robinson the football early in the game and often.
1: I feel like they will. I feel like he he looks quite a bit this year, this week. And Stafford, the offensive line wasn't great. The Bills, though, are an elite defense. You know, and yeah. so they're not going to face that every week. It was a tough matchup for the Rams yeah. and. You know, I I think that it was like a perfect storm as far as why things went bad for the Rams in that game. Uh, it should not have been that big of a blowout, but yes, I think that coming up now, I think the Rams absolutely will make Allen Robinson a huge part of that deal. Stafford will probably force him the ball, which means more targets. But uh, you know, Allen Robinson, you cannot discount him. Same thing, Mike Williams. Also, Keenan Allen now, by the way, is out for this Thursday's game against yeah. the Chiefs. The Thursday night Amazon Prime game with Herb Street. Now, Michael's calling it, and Keenan Allen. Harrison Butker, by the way, also out for the Chiefs. If you have as a kicker, get him out of there. But Keenan Allen's out this week. That's got to mean more volume for Mike Williams,
0: no doubt. Um, and Williams comes and goes a little bit. There are times, when I think Williams is ready to step up. What was it? First six games of last year with a new offensive coordinator, right? With new offensive coordinator in, the person who plays that offensive coordinator's yeah. slot position is going to be a horse, a horse. And yeah. for six games, I'm like, I knew this. How did I not draft that guy? And week eight, he begins to take time off, seemingly take time off. He's running routes. He's not extraordinarily fast, uh, a lot like uh, Allen Robinson. So he has to be precise. He's very long and rangy and big and hard to get around. And so, you know, he knows what his attributes are to be able to post you up and get you behind him. But he does come and go a little bit. But he has to be the guy, I I would think. Now he has to be the guy, doesn't he?
1: He signed a big contract, and I, he, he is the next guy. Like Keenan Allen, as great as he is, Mike Williams is the future for those receivers in, in L.A. with the Chargers. So, yep. yes, it, it's the guy they're going to force feed him the ball. Even if he's not open, they're going to look to him. And, look, uh, Justin Herbert's a tremendous talent. I love this offense. I think that Mike Williams can going be fine mm-hmm. for the next four or five weeks. Allen out this week. I know the Chiefs are a tough matchup, but please – Play Mike Williams in your leagues. This is a it, it buy low if you can on him.
0: Keenan Allen out, and we'll talk about this in a minute. Probably if you're looking for something to write down, Josh Palmer is probably yeah. your add. Awesome. Uh, yep. And I don't know who Carter is. Um, is it Devin Carter? I think it's Devin Carter. Yeah, De, De, DeAndre Carter. DeAndre uh, Carter. DeAndre, DeAndre Carter. Ended up with, Carter.
1: I feel it's yeah. D Carter.
0: Yeah, so that's that's how I should have done it. So it looks like D. I know Carter. what I'm talking about. <laughs> right. uh, anyway, I, I was like, I don't know who who D Carter is, but he ended up having a pretty good game. But but I do think uh, he's not the guy who steps into the position for Keenan Allen. I, I think no. last year we saw Josh Palmer in limited opportunities when he got thrust in the game, did get along with his quarterback, yeah. and does have some pretty good hips. Actually, he's a little he's Keenan good. Allen to me, except not he's quite as refined. Allen. You know? Right?
1: Yep. Okay.
0: Uh, moving on. Oh, no, I had one more in the losers bracket. Yep. Najee Harris, uh, 10 carries for 23 yards is a disappointment. And there was some leagues where I had a chance to draft Najee Harris and didn't just because I thought, you know, these guys are going to be behind a lot or in a lot of close games. So his targets or touches might be down a little bit. Uh, and there's no big plays in this guy for the most part, right? He's not running away for 45 yards and a touchdown. On the yep. other hand, fantasy players, especially those who make a living, are like, give me all those touches. Brady, you're wrong. He's going to have more touches this year than he had last year. But I shied away a little because I'm in my, a league. The league I care about has a lot of big play potential for points.
1: You know, with, with Najee Harris, he's the guy that also, It's yes, the volume will be there. I think they're going to reduce his workload by about 10% this year, which, and Najee Harris last year, look, the offensive line for the Steelers, when you look at it, we talked about this on the earlier show, is that, you know, the fact they've got a more more mobile quarterback back there, be it Trubisky or Pickett, whoever's back there, the offensive line's going to look better because of that. And you have to respect the mobility of the quarterback more now than you did before with Pittsburgh. That helps Najee Harris. Nonetheless, I think Najee Harris, to your point, not a big play guy. He is a Earl Campbell, four, five, six yard kind of guy, and he can wear you down. Yeah. He carries will be less this year. Hey, look, like you, I didn't really go out there and pursue him. If he was good value, I drafted him. Right. I did not overdraft him, though, because I do believe his touches will be down. So there's other guys I looked for just because of the fact that the volume, I think, will come back a little bit for Najee Harris.
0: If I was sitting at 10, 11, 12 in the first round, I would have picked him because I was like, sure. you know what? Give me a floor of 18. For yep. my first-round pick, he won't get hurt. I wouldn't imagine you could hurt him with a tank, although he did leave that game with a little hobbly. Everything I hear is he's going to play. Gonna and for play those of you 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 know, for those of you who want us to break it down, Cincinnati had roughly 35 first downs. Pittsburgh got yep. 11. So oh. you say his touches were down. Their touches were down. As a matter of fact, sure. I think the number was something ridiculous, like 77 plays for Cincinnati and 43 or 4 for Pittsburgh. Yeah. So there, there is your lack of touches. He got 25% of the touches. There just weren't any.
1: I hated Najee at six. I love him at 12. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. the way it is. That's why if you have to look at it with these things. There are sometimes, like, same Derek Henry. I would not have taken Derek Henry in my top six. If he's yeah. there at 12 or 13, I would certainly consider him there.
0: I'm with you. Okay, on to uh, bracket. Item number three, surprises. These are so well-written here by me, right? Uh, Winners, losers, and surprises. I'm really uh, breaking out my editorial skills. All right. The surprise list leads off with Carson Wentz, the quarterback who got thrown out of Philadelphia, then thrown out of... Indy, Indy, a place where he went to be with a coach who absolutely loved him, but he got thrown out because he couldn't beat a Jacksonville team in the playoffs. Now ends up, ends up in Washington. So Cowboys fans here are like, yay, Wentz is back. Uh, But he had a really good game, Uh, six passes over 25 yards, Uh, 38% of his passes went for first downs, uh, 313 yards, four touchdowns. He did rush the ball six times as well for 12 yards. And and he had to be Wentz a little bit, so he threw two picks. But it was a surprise to me that he was that good.
1: You know, with, with Wentz, his value is sometimes you get a guy who's valued because of the quarterback and you value the receivers more. And yeah. with Wentz, you value him because of the weapons he has. Curtis Samuel had a big game. You yeah. can't expect that all the time. You know, yeah. McLaurin's there, Dotson's there. Uh, you know, you've got um, obviously yeah, Gibson, you've got McKissick, uh, you know, Robbins is still coming back on that, but I'm saying he's got the weapons there to do well. And so that's what inflates Wentz's value. I, I don't think as much as a surprise. Yes, great game for him. He's not somebody I want to be my QB one every single week, though. You know, like he's a great QB two. He's great for the bye week. I don't want him every week as my starter.
0: Yeah, I guess I would say he moved up ahead of maybe five or six guys. Sure. Uh, as a, As my number two, right? He 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 vaulted five sure, or six yeah. guys. Uh, yeah. Both both the guys that are playing for San Francisco and Chicago, he leapfrogged them at this sure. point. They, they both look like junior high school quarterbacks to something I said earlier, who were patting the ball, who wouldn't hit the ball in the third step or the fifth step, who were both tentative. They seem to both be schooled on it's raining and they are not going to be many points scored. Don't turn the ball over. And in the end, it bit San Francisco in the ass. Uh, All right. Other surprises, Devin DuVernay. And when I hear that name, I was like, where's that guy play? It's got to be New Orleans, right? It's got to be Benier's like ben- and Duvernay. Uh, it right. is not. He is in Baltimore, uh, and he is a starting wide receiver in Baltimore, which means less there than some places possibly because sure. they're tight end. Uh, but Devin Duvernay on four catches had two touchdowns. So what are you going to do with him in week number two? He's a surprise, and he's a starter.
1: He is a surprising starter, but you can't count on that kind of volume because, like you said, very few catches, more touchdowns. That's more of a fluky kind of thing. Um, you know, it, it, you got Rashad Bateman there, who's is, is really the one now, just because of the fact they traded Hollywood Brown to Arizona. And yeah. you've got a, a run-heavy attack in Baltimore, which is the way they're always going to be under Harbaugh. you got Lamar Jackson. Dobbins coming back. Gus Edwards coming back. You've got a lot of other options there as far as running backs go. Uh, tight end, you've got Andrews. You've got Isaiah Likely, the rookie. So. Yeah, DuVernay is another guy I would like to try to – if you had him, and God, if you did, good for you. But if you had him, sell high. Get rid of him now. There's no way he maintains this kind of volume. Find the tool in your league. If you're not sure who the tool is, it's probably you. But if you can find the tool in your league – Trade Duvernay to them.
0: <laughs> That's a pretty good line. Uh, number three on the list of surprises: Rex Burkhead screwed uh, Damian Pierce. Owners, uh, God. the the boys in the in the I do it for a living leagues in Las Vegas were picking yep. Damian Damian Pierce as early as round three and four, uh, because they just felt like everybody's gone. The volume's yeah. going to this kid. Houston's sort of playing with house money anyway because they're going to be shitty, but the sure. offense might be better than we think. Damian Pierce just flew up boards in the last three or four days that I was there, uh, and he gets out-touched 22-12 20, Yeah, massively. by Rex Burkhead. Rex Burkhead hadn't had 22 touches in seven years.
1: Hey, so, hey look, Rex Bur- Burkhead's parents wouldn't draft him in their own leagues. They wouldn't have done it. So with Damian Pierce, uh, he's a buy-low guy for me now because i got to believe he's going to get the ball from the carries. The way they used him in the preseason and they held him back, and didn't play him as often because he was like getting starter love. I got to believe it's going to turn around for him. I'm not buying Rex Burkhead. Damian Pierce Pierce burned me in a couple of leagues because I did start him. But I think that's still the play.
0: Remember some of these rookies, uh, everybody out there that you believed in, it's so hard to know what really is happening with the preseason now because sure. nobody plays. Uh, they're right. getting most of their work in when they're working weeks at a time with other teams that come to come to town. That's when they're really getting their 7-on-7, seven 11-on-11 seven, 11 11 work in against ones versus ones, and we don't see very much of it. Uh, but the truth is this guy's a perfect example. of You may have to be patient because head coaches and position coaches will find rookies who are a little lazy and blocking, Uh, who may not be as proficient as they want them to be in literally knowing the plays or their responsibilities on the plays. And you're not getting the quarterback hurt and you're not embarrassing us by not knowing the plays. And and it's a harsh lesson of the whole world, including your family, Mr. Pierce thought you were getting 30 touches and you got 12. So the bottom line is it happens with rookies. It happens with rookies. The Dallas Cowboys drafted a rookie out of South Alabama who doesn't seem to be taking things too seriously. He was inactive. So right. that stuff's going to happen. That also doesn't mean those guys won't be key players in week three, four, five, and on.
1: Hey, Brady, you remember back in the in like the mid to late seventies, teams played six preseason games, which was insane, and they would play the guys like the starters late into preseason. I watched a game the other day, and this is sad to admit this, but I watched the nineteen ninety two Dallas Washington first game of the season on Monday Night Football and they were talking about how Washington, the Redskins at the time, got shut out in their final preseason game where their starters were playing well into the fourth quarter. Like, that hmm. stuff doesn't happen anymore. Right? Preseason does not mean what it used to mean.
0: No, well, you don't tackle anymore. I, I see Randy White oh, See Randy yeah. White 10 times a oh. year, and I say, what's wrong with him? He says, Brady, they don't tackle. They don't the do anything.
1: Used, White, oh, my God, a Randy used, White reference.
0: We used to go to camp, you know, 20 <laughs> days earlier and stay 20 days longer yes. at least. We, every time I walked on the field, Brady, every time I walked, I had all my pads and my helmet and my mouthpiece, and I was going to knock
1: somebody's dick in the dirt. God, I love Randy White. Randy That's White's the, the greatest. To talk to him. That's fine. The,
0: the friggin' master is the yeah. most awesome. And if you, you want to come see him, come have a burger with me and Randy at the Randy White Barbecue. He's still a house. I'm there. he's, I'm he's there. a black He's a black belt in two different things and a brown That's belt in another thing, and he's still absolutely built like he can snap you in two. Uh, I but, might try uh, to
1: kiss him on the lips, but go ahead.
0: I wouldn't do that, yeah. Uh, last surprise I had was Debo Samuel. Yeah. And, and and you know, eight eight rushes for 52 yards and a touchdown. He looked like Debo Samuel a couple times. Just sure. two catches for 14 yards on eight targets. So some of that probably falls on a rain-soaked game uh, against a relatively equal slogging opponent. So certainly if I go look, we're going to find out there were a lot less plays in that game than there were in, in a normal football game. They probably had 45 or 50 plays. But if I am that young quarterback in San Francisco, Someone, why does someone have to tell me throw the ball to Debo Samuel? Check down to Debo Samuel.
1: It should always happen. If you're like, if I'm that quarterback, and I know it's easy for you to say this, neither one of us are going to play quarterback for 49ers, but I'm looking at him like, God, that is such the recipe for success, right? Give him the ball. Let him carry the water, literally, in Chicago. Let him do that.
0: Trey Lance looked really young and really nervous to me. Uh, and I I, I was surprised uh, in the in the part-time play that he got last year and everything we heard in the preseason. Mm-hmm. And I kept thinking, you know, I really like this guy because that head coach, the last time that head coach had someone young with legs, basically a complete two-tool player to play with him, was right. RG3. And RG3 sure. won Rookie of the Year and got, was in the MVP voting. And they're similar. RG3's built differently, but they're very yeah. similar players. And I was like, you know what? I'm in. It's a relatively simple offense. He can make passes within eight yards of the line of scrimmage all day. He can make 10 passes two yards behind the line of scrimmage and still have positive plays. Plus he's got his wheels. They'll dumb it down for him against a Bears team that certainly isn't, this isn't the 86 Bears. And he looked, looked nervous and tentative and like he didn't believe what he was seeing all day. And it shocked me. And I will tell you that, you know, now that there's a quarterback issue in Dallas, everyone in Dallas is saying, you know, well, go get the San Francisco backup, right? Go, go, go get the handsome kid in San Francisco. They're not trading him.
1: There's no way they're trading him.
0: San Francisco thinks they are a playoff team and can go yeah. right back to where they went last year and maybe all the way to the Super Bowl with that defense and that running game and that disposition. So that guy is not going to be traded. He's no, he's, Jimmy
1: G's staying there. He's yeah. their he's their safety net. He he will be the guy who probably starts in week four. If they're 3-1 and one even, but not looking great, you might see them starting after that.
0: Yeah, yeah they're, they are playing to win. When you know you're looking at players, are playing on teams to win. Remember, your springy guy that has upside might not play as much as he's supposed to if he's not doing everything right. Winning teams are always trying to win. On to item number four, the ads. Who are we adding? I start uh, with the obvious one. Jeff Wilson is now in line to be the number one in San Francisco, a running football team. You want to look back at last year when Jeff Wilson got two or three starts. One of them he had over 100 yards. Another one he had 90 yards. Jeff Wilson is very capable. Now he will split some carries, uh, but Jeff Wilson is capable. That's a good add. What kind of percentage would you offer up on Jeff Wilson and Fab now that you're only in week two?
1: Well, you know, Jeff, will it, it all depends on your situation with your running backs elsewhere. Like if you've got if you've got a situation where, say. Um, you know, you're looking at like with the Rams situation where they had such a disparity in their running back situation. If you've got a guy who got a lot fewer carries than you expected, then Jeff Wilson has more adds more weight for you in that. Obviously, if you were, um, you know, someone who was relying on Mitchell or relying on that to happen with San Francisco, you've got a, a different kind of perspective on that. So I like Wilson with the way that San Francisco rotates their backs, the way that. Shanahan likes to have multiple backs do something. I know they don't, they don't have Trey's servant anymore, but he was somebody who I liked last year. It's hard to believe in a San Francisco back wholly. You know what I mean? But if you're desperate, then certainly Wilson's got great value because you had Mitchell or whatever. You had somebody else who did not get the carries they wanted. but So I like Wilson in the right situation, but not – I'm not going to, like, blindly say Wilson's the best guy to get and go grab it. You know what I mean?
0: I, I sort of believe that maybe Debo Samuel's touches were going to go down this year uh, from a running back position. But he and went eight, eight for 52, and he was their best yeah. running back and scored a touchdown. Um, that's eight touches is probably three more than I thought he'd get in any game this year since they were being more careful with him, and they wanted to make sure to work him into the offense. Along with IU, those two guys are kind of similar players.
1: They are, uh, but, but Brady, They also had he has an incentive in his contract for his carries. Like there's an incentive. Also, a, there's okay. a financial reason for him to want more carries. Okay. Which goes against what we heard about him too, because we heard he didn't want to do carries. I don't want to be a running back, but he has he's incentivized to get carries.
0: Okay. Okay. Um, item number two in ads. Yep. So Jeff Wilson, Geno Smith, and I don't want to spend a lot of time on this, but he looked better than I anticipated. Sure. And again, he's a guy that I'm thinking. He leapfrogged a half a dozen guys as a second quarterback option. Yep. That, that's all I'm saying. Geno Smith was better than we thought. We know Seattle will continue to run the football, but we also know they have two pretty darn good wide receivers, and Geno Smith can get 50 yards in a game on the ground. So if you had to, and Geno Smith could get you 16, you'd live with it and go on with the rest of your team.
1: No doubt about it. Look, Gino, they, the play, they, it was a conservative game play they had with him. I know they want to try to run the ball quite a bit, but even so, just like it, with DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, They did do a conservative job getting in the ball. They didn't try to really challenge Denver vertically. I mean, what DK Metcalf like seven catches for like 36 yards or some ridiculously low number. It was yeah, and a couple and a couple of runs. Right. So I think that that's a a safe play. Uh, And like you said, I agree with you completely on this. Brady, he's a his value is a number two shot up. He will not be a number one at all. But he's a much better number two than he was probably 10 days ago.
0: A guy that I think probably works into a lot of lineups as a pretty good wide receiver three is Donovan Peoples-Jones. Donovan Peoples-Jones last year, the last seven or eight games of the season, really got into a rhythm with Baker. And whatever that is, the coaches are trusting him. The team is trusting him because Jacoby Brissett threw him the ball 11 times. He had six catches. Uh, for on eleven targets uh for sixty yards and could have easily had a touchdown. So it, you're talking about fab. I'm in on Donovan Peoples Jones if I'm slightly weak at wide receiver. If if you're like me and I drafted two or three rookies that I see having yeah. upside but that aren't getting a lot of time on the field yet, I like a Donovan Peoples Jones.
1: I think Peoples Jones does have value for sure, especially the PPR or half point PPR kind of format because he will get the volume. I think go reset that will be the thing with you'll see teams focus on the number one and number two receivers for Cleveland. And that's where people's Jones gets to fill in there. I think it does very well. I think he, the 11, I don't think he'll have 11 every week, but if he gets eight or nine targets, I think you want to play that, that card. then.
0: Uh, being from Kansas city, it did not break my heart to see the Steelers beat the Bengals in one of the weirder games of the week. Uh, but one guy that stands out as an ad is guys been a good player for a long time is Tyler Boyd. Uh, if T Higgins is out, yeah. And, boy, it, it's a short week. It is hard to get into a game on a short week. Sure. Is it, is it, am I right about that? Not a
1: short week this week for the Bengals, no. This week, the Thursday no. game is Chargers and Chiefs. That's we right. Go, I was thinking yeah, but, Chargers. No, the Chargers and yeah. Chiefs play this week on Thursday. Um, right. The uh, the Steelers, have, yeah, the, the Browns have got the Jets this week coming up. But still, it's a right. good matchup for them. I think I like the Browns. The Browns match up there. The Bengals, um, I think, I'm sure the Bengals have this week.
0: Bengals this week? Who is it? So it's the Cowboys. The Bengals oh, so play the Bengals Cowboys.
1: Cowboys. That's right yeah. with the, the Prescott list Cowboys.
0: Yeah, and that's that's not a, a bad Cowboys defense at all. Uh, but Tyler Boyd, T Higgins, you you, you uh, getting through concussion protocol and getting activated by Saturday or even Sunday morning in the NFL these days as it should be is difficult. Uh, okay. And he was right.
1: When I say like it started off, the Cowboys before Prescott got hurt were like a, a one and a half point favorite in this game, and yeah. since switched now, it's almost like a nine point swing. I think the Bengals now are seven and a half point favorites. So the, the, you got to believe the Bengals will probably take it easy with Higgins. They'll take the cautious approach with that, yeah. and probably that means more touches for Boyd, more opportunities for Boyd. I love Boyd as the number two receiver in Cincinnati.
0: Agreed. Uh, one more. Pat Fryermuth may have lasted in some shallow ten-team or twelve-team leagues. Uh, he got a ton of touches, ten targets, five catches for seventy-five yards. Uh, no matter which quarterback plays there, I think Fryermuth is a pretty good add.
1: You know, Brady. I, I'm a as a Steelers fan. I targeted mm-hmm. Fryermuth as like once you got past the first couple of tight ends, once you got past the the Kelsey, the Andrews, and even like the Kittle, Hawkinson kind of thing. I know, uh, you know. After that, once you got past all of that, all the guys kind of jumbled together, and I have jumped on Muth in a lot of cases. I loved yeah. him a lot, and so I think that yes, I think the the number of red zone targets he got last year. I know is not there anymore, but I still think he will get those kind of red zone targets. I think that, uh, regardless of the quarterback, like you said, I think Frymuth is a great value after those first three or four tight ends. He
0: fits right in in Pittsburgh. He's yeah. he is he's nimble enough, but the truth is. You want him standing in front of you in a bar fight. He's a big old guy. Here's my body. Here are my elbows and my shoulders. I'm going to run this route. Somehow or another, I'm going to vibrate you off with me, and I'm going to turn around and catch a touchdown, and you can hand it to your mom uh, when we win the game. He is a massive, massive man Fluid enough and is just one of those targets, especially if you're an iffy quarterback, what you'd have to say right now, both quarterbacks in Pittsburgh sure. are, right? I yeah. want to throw it to the guy who looks as big as that sign over there, whose arms are up like this. You're like, yeah, yes, sir. I'll throw it to him. Any single coverage, I'll throw it to him.
1: Give me Youth and Randy White in a bar. I That's will feel saying. more comfortable than ever.
0: We can drink and get lippy all we want because we're in good shape. Say
1: whatever I want, to anybody. Exactly I don't care. Right. I'm try to beat the Randy White the master with me. I'm <laughs> my, good.
0: My last ad, and, and I think you cost you may caution people a little bit, but Curtis Samuel ended up four for seventeen rushing, eight for fifty five and a touchdown receiving, uh, eleven targets receiving, and a total of fifteen opportunities. And we remember was it 2020. He had over a thousand yards in combined yards in this type of a role. And and when I think about him playing with Wentz, seems yeah. like that's the kind of guy Wentz should make friends with, who is relatively close to him, who is running simple routes, tosses, short yeah. passes, uh, things where he gets in the in the slot against a single coverage. I I, I do think that I have a lot of value in my drop ad situation right now with some of my rookie wide receivers that I'm waiting for on adding right. Curtis Samuel. I put I put twenty um, percent of my budget in uh, to get Curtis Samuel. We'll find out if I got him tonight. Hopefully nobody in my league is listening yet.
1: I, I love Curtis Samuel. I look as a Buckeye guy. Again, it's like uh, here in Columbus, I'm looking at it like I've always thought Curtis Samuel had a lot of talent. And um, I I feel like he's under been underutilized in yeah. the NFL. He has injury issues, sure. But right. uh, out there Washington now when you've got him and you've got McLaurin and you've also got Dotson now out there. I know. Not to mention McKissick and the other options there. I hope he will stand out. Um, I'm I'm cautiously optimistic he will, but certainly yes he's a weapon and if he gets the ball in space he's really tough to bring down. And I love that
0: with a with a quarterback who's doubtful and you can say whatever you want about Carson Wentz. Sure. Even even when he's good he's on the precipice of being bad or or average. Uh, So I would think a guy like that has to love guys when he comes to line of scrimmage he thinks. God, I take five yards right here in a, in a minute on Absolutely, you know yeah. on second and ten, right? Yep. Uh, or or on first down, I'd love to have five yards. Give me five yards. Who gets me five yards? Curtis friggin' Samuel. Whether I toss it to him, Look whether out. I throw yep. it to him, no matter what. He's gonna he's gonna not get tackled by the first guy. He's gonna slither forward and get five, six, mm-hmm. five, six, seven, and with eleven to fifteen touches, there's there's a nice floor there. The ceiling might not be massive because you'll be touchdown dependent. On. I don't think he's gonna run away from that many people, but right. I love the touches. I really do. Yeah, Curtis. me fan. too. Me too. All right, uh, I only got one drops because you don't want to be an a hole. It's week one, Brady. So shut the f up. <laughs> but I'm dropping uh, uh, Matt Jones. I, I'm and and probably he didn't get drafted in a lot of leagues because of uh, a, a situational change with the offensive coordinator. Belichick's basically like, if you don't like the offense, blame me. Well, they're going to, uh, and and he certainly can push off the blame with eight Super Bowls. But this offense is awful. And Matt Jones, who was surprisingly poised last year, I thought, uh, and handled himself uh, with with great. I don't know, just great confidence. He looked sure. He looked like a Brady starter kit, right? I mean, we weren't that impressed. Brady won his first Super Bowl completing about 12 passes for 180 it. yards, and he won an MVP. I mean, Brady became Brady through the years by learning how to play the game at such a high level with perfection that I, I saw Mac, and I'm like, maybe, I mean, maybe, pretty damn good. They made the playoffs. How'd they do that? How does he put up right. with that bastard as a coach and continue to learn? But now, in his second year, he's learning a whole new offense. He seems to be befuddled. Uh, and Belichick seems to be steadfast on this is how we're going to play offense. Yeah,
1: you know, the, the the Mac Jones situation there in New England. It's like we don't know who the offense, like who the offensive coordinator really is, because yeah. he said, you know, different guys are going to be the ones starting it, you know, calling the plays. We don't know about that. At some point, look, Belichick. It, it, I, I love I love the success he had, but you know, we're going to always have the debate. Was it, did Belichick make Brady or did Brady make Belichick? And I'm starting to lean towards Brady making Belichick just because of the fact that we don't know. will Matt Patricia be calling the plays, you know, for new England and who's going to call all the plays. And there's a lot of uncertainty there. They didn't look great this past week. So I'm not a, a huge believer of Mac Jones going forward. I think, you know, he is somebody who I avoided most of the drafts. I did. Um, I'm not ready. There's not a lot of guys I'm ready to jump off the cliff with. Mac Jones certainly be one of them, though. I, I don't like him at all by number two. But there's not a lot of guys. You've got to wait. You've got to see more about what we have in week two. There are circumstances that adjusted where some of the guys, how many touches they got, you know, how many looks they got in the red zone. We need a little more of a sample size on this. But like right now, for me, we talk about dropping guys. I'm all about if somebody underperformed, I want to go try to get them. If somebody overperformed like we talked about earlier, uh, you know, then like uh, DuVernay or something like that, or or Saquon, I'm looking to dump them. So it's still early for me to do it, but I'm with you on Mac Jones. I think Mac Jones is probably a guy I don't want on my roster.
0: I think my point in adding him was part of my brain said, I trust Belichick so much that Mac Jones will will be better than we saw in the preseason. There'll be some version of the Mac Jones – that we saw last year, that had some good games, that doesn't make many mistakes, and I can live with him as my two. Once I watch that game, I'm like, nope, it wasn't a mistake in the preseason. It's a new offensive coordinator, Belichick's an A-hole, and this offense has no chance, nor does he have an upside. He's not running anywhere. No, He really doesn't, he doesn't have any deep threats, and so I'm going... Any of probably eight other ways that might be in the drop ad portion of, of my options. I'm getting I'll rid of Mac ready. Jones. All right, yep. uh, let's take a quick break and let everybody know that we are presented by betus.com. Bet with the three decade leader, BetUS. Now for a 125% bonus using promo code DSP. That's us, DSP Media, DSP125, or a 200% bonus with crypto using promo code DSP200. And you bet sports, you bet casino, you bet horses, you bet pop culture and art, what the hell? Betus.com, you bet you win and you get paid, sirs and ma'ams, betus.com. Welcome back to the second half of the show. Item number five, no, wrong, item number five was dropping Matt Jones. Item number six, I called just bad. He right. just was bad. Matthew Stafford is at the top of my list. Um, it, it might be an elbow. I'll tell you what, there were rumors after that game that the Rams were on the phone trying to trade for whom I can't quite figure out. Uh, but there was something that wasn't right about him from the beginning. The, the throws were not crisp. He looked like Dak a little bit, only different in, in a, the guy that had question marks above his head all over the place. What the hell am I going to do? I'm not confident. I'm not breathing you know, through my uh, eyelids, and I'm not feeling good. Uh, Stafford threw the ball to one person only, actually two people. He threw it to Cooper Cup and to his tight end. 41 passes, total 240 yards and three picks, multiple sacks, and he looked completely out of it. Now, that may be because... He had a minor surgery or procedure on his elbow in the offseason. He didn't throw many passes in the preseason, or it may just be because he's hurt.
1: You know, you know look at it right like this way. is: Do you believe that the Rams or that Stafford's that bad that the Bills' defense was that good? They got Von Miller on that side of the ball. And an aggressive defense. We're going to learn a lot more about Stafford this week. Rams play Atlanta this week. They're at home. And Stafford's had – Extended time off because of a Thursday game versus a Sunday game coming up. So we're going to know a lot more about Stafford after Sunday. I tend to believe that Stafford will rebound this week and the Rams will rebound this week against Atlanta. And we'll see it like we talked a better game, uh, more, more Allen Robinson. Robinson. Yeah. More Allen Robinson. I think that we will see the team play better. Uh, Buffalo's offense is elite. Atlanta's offense is not which yep. also helps Stafford if you've got a situation where you don't have to throw the ball all the time in the second half like you had to against the Bills. So I'm in a holding pattern on Stafford. I'm with you on that. He did look bad against the Bills, but I've got to believe we got to we gotta wait until this Sunday at around 8 o'clock PM Eastern time before we decide where we're at with Stafford.
0: Okay. Um, other people who were just bad, Aaron Rodgers was just bad. And part of that is because I'm tired of Aaron Rodgers. Not not because he's one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play, because he certainly right. is. I'm I'm tired of listening to it. I'm tired of watching it. I'm tired of Ayahuska uh and getting stoned in <laughs> oh, Peru. Yeah. I, I'm yeah. tired of all of it. Aaron Rodgers threw 34 passes, bitched, whined, and shook his head at everybody on his team for a total of 195 yards, an interception, and no touchdowns. Now, Christian Watson dropped a certain 70-yard touchdown. Pass. Huge. There is, right. There is no there is no doubt about that. And things would look different. He'd probably be over 250 yards, but the pouting, the pointing, uh, all of it drove me crazy. Do I expect him to bounce back this week? I do. I think Dubs, uh, the rookie, looks good. I bet Christian Watson starts catching those. And, you know, the thing people called me and said, Christian Watson dropped the touchdown. I'm like, the news is Christian Watson was wide open for a
1: touchdown. Wide open. Wide open. And
0: that's a first-round pick they use. So I'm not looking down my nose at Christian Watson. I'm looking at him saying, I don't know what happens with Lazard, if he gets to play this week or not. But those two rookies are going to play, and he's going to have to start throwing them the football.
1: They get Chicago this week on Sunday night. And so yep. I got to believe this is a, a get-right game for the Packers. You know, and it's possible. Minnesota, uh, sneaky for me. I think they're they're a really good yeah. team. I think they're yeah. a playoff team that could challenge the Packers and the NFC North. And so if they were at home, it shouldn't have been as big of a blowout as, he, as it was, but I'm not yeah. surprised that the Vikings won the game. I know they no, were one and me. a half half-point dogs. Yeah. I'm not surprised by that. And so that part I'm not surprised by. Yes, Rodgers and the receivers did not match up. Totally. Yes, 100%. But I like think this week, just like with Stafford, we talked about Stafford. I, I said, wait until he has the extended week to get ready. Wait for the Packers. If they struggle at home this week against Chicago, then I'll be concerned. I'm not concerned right now as we sit here before week two. We'll talk again after that. But like I, I want to give it one more week.
0: Both Stafford and Rogers are also guys with the pedigree where, yeah. you know, they're probably saying, as Rodgers so often does, relax.
1: Sure. R-E-L-A. We, won't be,
0: we won't be shitty long. Just relax and stay with us. And those are two teams that are high-pedigree teams with lots of really good players yeah. on them. Last, guys who were just bad. You're bad, dude. Dak Prescott. And this yeah. is pre-thumb injury. He, his, that thumb got hit twice in about five plays. That's bad luck. I'm sorry that he's having that surgery. But Dak yeah. Prescott looked hurt conservative, yeah. unprepared, uh, everything. Dak Prescott looked to me like a guy who is worried about getting hurt, and that's tops on his brain because his reads were slow, his passes were slow. The interceptor, he was going to flip it over the linebackers right. in, front, in front of the safeties, came up 10 yards short. 10 yards short. He looked like a kid who you would say, get the skinny kid out, put someone else in there who's strong enough to throw that pass. I mean, it was an awful pass, and that is pre- thumb injury. The truth is, sneakily, Dak Prescott might be able to heal another injury that he has while he's right. healing this thumb injury.
1: There's nothing about the Dallas offense I liked. Like there is, no, Watch that game. Eat, get right before he got hurt, even before he got hurt, there was nothing about the offense, Brady, that I liked. I thought I didn't think any part of it looked good.
0: CD Lamb also made the list, right next to Prescott. Yeah. And this is something you know. I I'm a Dallas guy, so when I was in Vegas for all these season long fantasy drafts, every I, everyone right. says, you know, we got CD in the first round. He's going to get 170 balls, no. and so that's that's how we factor things. Somebody's going to get 170 balls. He's a first round pick. He's got a great floor. And I said, they said, what do you think? And I'm like, he didn't want to be 88 when they drafted him. He said, right. no thanks. Right. He, he runs routes like Des Bryant where he's supposed to be going somewhere and then he sees the squirrel and he runs to the squirrel and goes, this place looked better to me, and the quarterback is befuddled. 11 targets to CeeDee Lamb, two catches. This is coming off a year where they vaulted him to number one by letting Cooper and and Gallup's not hurt and and letting people go. C.D.'s the number one guy. He caught 64% of his passes last year. That's not a great number. A good number is 74%. So C.D. Lamb may flatly just not be the guy because did he look like the guy? Did his body language was terrible? His route running was, again, lazy and sloppy. He looked disinterested, like, I don't really want to play with this crappy team if they're going to be like this. Uh, it was disappointing and it should be terrifying for all of those of you who took C D Lamb late in the first.
1: There was one guy, Brady, who I targeted in drafts. In all these drafts I did, one guy I targeted, if I got good value on him, was Tony Pollard. Nobody else.
0: No cowboys. Don't draft. give me
1: Schultz, don't give me don't give me anybody else. I will take Tony Pollard if I got good value. But there's no yeah. way I'm taking Zeke, Prescott, C.D. Lamb, any of these guys. Pay, but it was Pollard's the guy who I think had the most value based on where you could draft him.
0: Agreed. Uh, and and the eye test says he's way faster than Zeke, and yeah. they're going to need to put him in the slot because they're short of wide receivers, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. I agree. Yeah. Uh, all right, on to item number seven, the start and play guys. I got uh, Kirk Cousins definitely in. He was very good last week against Green Bay. Now he draws a Philadelphia team that we believe is a good team but that gave up 34 to the Lions. Oh. Uh, so I love Kirk Cousins here.
1: I do love Cook Cousins as well, yes. The 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 way that Detroit was able to move the ball on Philadelphia, it was a shootout, back and forth, back and forth. I love Detroit getting the points, by the way, just so you know, in the betting one we did. Me too, me too. I did with that one. I love Detroit getting the points. Yes, I do think that Minnesota, um, in, in daily leagues, I'm stacking Cousins and Justin Jefferson every place I can.
0: I put Aaron Rodgers on here as well. We've kind of already covered that. Yep. Bounces back probably against the Bears. He does sure. own the Bears. He should uh, and the other thing is the Bears played a really good game to get their first win. There's probably a little bit of a letdown. They they won't want it to be. There shouldn't right. be with Aaron coming to town at zero and one. But I wonder if they relax just a little bit or they they have trouble because it's not a very good team uh, getting up two weeks in a row to to right. really play a good game. Um,
1: Bears would love be one and one before the C-State Bears are one and one after two weeks. They'd love it. They'd take it. yeah.
0: Yeah, Uh, I got Derek Carr on this start list as well. Uh, The Chargers were very good. Uh, Arizona is not. So I do like Derek Carr. I I thought he looked pretty good with Devontae Adams. Waller got paid, so he's in a good mood. Renfro probably has more targets coming this way as well uh, against Arizona. The Chiefs had a great time going to Arizona. They got whatever they wanted, especially through the air.
1: Absolutely did. And, yeah, and with Carr, like, that's a guy who I targeted also in drafts is like that. Me too. Once the first seven quarterbacks went yeah. off the board, eight quarterbacks, if you waited to draft a quarterback, which I did, Carr's a great buy to get. He's got so many weapons with Renfro and Waller and obviously Adams on that team. And, yes, they've got a great matchup this week. I love the Raiders this week also to, to put up big numbers.
0: Uh, sit them. Just sit yeah. they ass. This is item number eight is sit they ass. Uh, Tom Brady sits. No Gronk, no Godwin, most likely. Every right. scores touchdowns because that's what he does. Uh, but that unit looked off. Now I will say that Tom probably was conservative, knowing the the Cowboys were not going to score many points, even pre back sure. getting hurt. Uh, he took some sacks. Uh, he threw the ball away. He had one kind of silly interception that you would I would surprised about that he was baited into. Uh, not looking a safety off or a linebacker off. But Tom didn't look right, which isn't surprising based on the offseason we saw. He didn't have his maximum amount of time with all his guys. He doesn't have all his guys. Right. Uh, Godwin, Godwin played for whatever reason and ended up probably hurt again. That seems silly to me. We're going to get him in for right 8% of the plays just to get his right. juices going, and he gets hurt on the second ball he catches. That didn't make any sense to me. Uh, so I'm sitting Tom Brady this week. How about you?
1: He is not every-week starts anymore. And, yet, and New Orleans, by the way, oh, always gives Tampa Bay trouble. They oh, always do. And yeah. so the fact that that's the matchup this week, that's the part that concerns me. You, you're, you're already down, Godwin. I love Fournette this week. I'm not going to rush out to start Brady. I hope I have a better option than Tom Brady right now this week in Saints. The Saints seem to have Brady's number uh, and the Buccaneers' numbers as a whole. And the Saints
0: know they were lucky. The Saints yeah. really played a, a – oh. the Saints were sluggish and played a sloppy yeah. game. They they should have lost. So the Saints probably got their wake-up call. With Tom coming to town, they'll be ready, yeah. and they'll be yeah. extraordinarily confident. Uh, let's see. Marcus Mariota sits this week. Sit his ass. Now, you're not going to play him very often anyway. I did like that he threw the ball to the right receivers. I did like his legs again. I did like – one thing you can see about Mariota most of the time when he plays, he looks like he thinks he's good. And I like that, right? I mean, it's the NFL. If you don't look like you think you're good, you're probably going to get your butt beat.
1: I love Mariota coming into the league. I thought he'd be better than he was. Um, I, I, I'm not optimistic about him this year as a whole, or about his career as a whole, but I like the fact that he's getting a shot in Atlanta. Um, you know, going against Winston, the, the one and two pick going against each other in the same draft was enticing to me. Yeah. I, but Mariota, yes, he's not a guy who I'm going to count on going forward consistently. And I don't think he gets and he gets them the he way? gets the
0: Rams too. So it's not
1: easy. Yeah, look, the, the Rams 0 1, and they're playing in L.A. This is a tough week for Mariota. And one
0: thing you'll get, to with Mariota, his two guys that he really wants to throw the ball to are Pitts, the tight end, who, right. comes and, who comes and goes a little bit, it seems to me. Uh, and done. then Drake London, who I'm not sure that Drake London is fully healthy. Pretty good game for him. I think he had five sure. for 75. Yeah. Uh, but, but those are the two guys I'm counting on, and both of them will either not be great every week or their effort will be a little iffy every week. Apple, uh, so yeah. easy to say, sit Mariota. Item number nine, injuries that we're talking about. It is early in the week for us as we do this show on Wednesday. I don't know about J.K. Dobbins, but check him. I don't know about George Kittle, but check him. Dak Prescott did not today get put on the IR. I really can't make sense of that, to be honest with you. I don't know what the downside was to having him on the IR where he'd be out six weeks. I can't imagine that you're going to have surgery on a thumb on your throwing hand. And by the way, I firmly believe there's another injury sitting in there, whether it's the knee, the ankle that we heard about because of the shoe, or whether it's a recurring injury of the calf, one or the other. Dak Prescott, pre-hand injury, looked hurt to me. Looked uh, I, not I'm strong and hurt.
1: He didn't look great. Yeah, so I'm not, surp- I'm not surprised that he's out. I'm surprised about the injury report thing. In fact, he will go to the, IL- the IR. It-, it also,
0: if you're a Cowboys fan, doesn't it say to you, why would they do that? He ain't playing before week six, and there's nobody on the practice squad that you want that roster spot for to give you a little bit more depth somewhere? That, that, that one mystifies me.
1: That's saving a lot of money. That's saving like pennies on the dollar for Jerry Jones, right? Is that why he's doing this?
0: I don't know. I haven't figured it out. None of us, all of us in the media were like, huh, wonder why he's doing that. Well, Jerry will sell you, you know, a boat when you live in the desert. So, you know, he's like, oh, it could be just a few games. I will kiss your ass if it's a few games. Elijah Mitchell... Uh, Elijah Mitchell gets put on IR, so he is out. Right. We talked about Dre- Jeffrey Wilson and a running offense. Uh, Chris Godwin most likely is out. Uh, T Higgins, I don't know, but uh, it's tough to come back from concussions in what is six days. Yeah. Keenan Allen is out. Najee Harris, I guess, is in, but watch him. And I Harris haven't heard play, about. Yep. I haven't heard about Allen Lazard. So, are there any of those guys you know more than I do?
1: Well, Lazard, I think will play. I think he's going to yeah. be available to play against the Bears. I, it, it, look, if they were one and zero. I don't yeah. think he would play, but they're all one on a Sunday night. So I think Lazard will go out there and give it a go. I'm not saying start him, though. I still think he will be limited. The Najee Harris thing, uh, you know, he had the list, Frank, like not a list, rank, a foot injury, though, and they thought it might be more serious than it was. Looks like he's okay. I th- he's going to play, it looks like. Um, so I'm okay with him. I still think we'll get 15 to 20 touches uh, for the Steelers this week in their game um, against New England on Sunday, which is a. a Look, the Steelers are playing house money already being two, being 1-0 after beating the Bengals. So, But I still think he'll get 15 to 20 touches in that game. Uh,
0: we mentioned Keenan Allen, too. Josh Palmer is our ad for San Diego, yes. who plays the Chiefs Thursday night. Is that right? Uh, Thursday night, the so Chiefs charges uh, on the Amazon uh, the game. Over yeah. un- the over and under should be 64 in that game. I'm not sure what it is, but there are going to be some points scored there. Yes. And finally, we get to item number 10 here, Jeff. The tip of the week. All right. Uh, Do you are you warmed up with the tip of the week, or you want me to go first and I'll give you? You go
1: first, and I'll jump in.
0: The tip of the week for me, and this is simple, uh, but uh, Fab and free agent bucks and and adding players throughout the season is going to be a key if you're going to win or win money in your league. It just is, and you know it. But you get busy, and you got kids, and you got friends, and you're pissed, and you're pouty, and you didn't make enough money because nobody is, and there might be a civil war. All of those things have you really worried, and you lose track from week to week on drop ads. Do not do it. The tip is keep looking ahead. I drafted Jeffrey Wilson. We're we're in a league that went to 20 rounds. I drafted Jeffrey Wilson in the 20th round, and he was just on that list of people, right, who – I, I, there were three other people I wanted, and, and rounds 19 and 20, they went before him, and I'm like, I'll take Jeffrey Wilson. I know he can do it. I know that's a running football team. Right now, Deontay Foreman may be available in your league. If he is, uh, it is not. Gosh, who was the guy who filled in for McCaffrey last year? Come on, give me the name.
1: Oh, uh, Last week last year, Chubba, Chubba Hubbard. Hubbard, yeah. Okay,
0: it is not, from what I understand, Chubba Hubbard in Carolina. If McCaffrey goes down, they are enamored with yeah. Deontay Foreman. His yep. his numbers, uh, all the analytics they can put on him are off the charts, and they believe Deontay Foreman is a true player for them for the next five years to come. So that might be, if you're looking ahead, someone you could draft if Kenneth Walker didn't get picked because he was hurt, the rookie in Seattle. Yep. Rashard Penny looked just okay. Now that was a pretty good team they played against, but he looked just okay. He is a determined runner, as is as are any runner who plays for Pete Carroll in Seattle. But he sure. didn't look like he had much speed. And Kenneth Walker may play this week. If he doesn't, it will be next week. And Kenneth Walker physically is a dynamic player. So if he's available, if you're looking ahead, those are my two guys.
1: You know, Brady, we look at running backs, and I've always said this about the running back situation. I should say always the last five years. When running backs get their contracts, they get paid for what they did, not what they're going to do. Quarterbacks yeah. and receivers are different because quarterbacks age better, receivers age better than running backs ever will. Running backs like Zeke in Dallas where you're at, running backs always get paid for what they did, not what they will do. Right. So you've got to look at that situation with quarterbacks and, and, and receivers compared to running backs. As far as the running back goes, though, you, so you look at hungry guys. I like Jonas Johnson for the Browns. Yeah. And I know Kareem Hunt had a decent week. He scored a touchdown. I know they've got Nick Chubb there. But the Browns last year, if you remember, with the injury situations they had, Jonas Johnson did play a role. So yep. if you've got a spot on your bench, I will grab Jonas Johnson. He's not going to be great this week. He might not be great next week. I'm just saying, though, at some point, though, he's going to put up a big week somewhere. Another, you guy, your team. another guy on a
0: running team, sure. too, right? Yeah. They're good at running the football. Yeah. Their disposition is we run the football, and that defense plays defense. Uh, and with who's their quarterback now, they're going to run the football. I'm with you. Dearness Johnson, a very good one. All awesome. right, is that it for you. I know you got more to do today. Uh, this is show number two for Jeff Tidoff and Brady Tinker, and uh, we're enjoying it. We're going to get better. Uh, information will always be good. Hopefully, the jokes every now and then will be relatively funny. But this is fantasy football. Now, as the season winds on, we may change the name of this show because we're actually going to get into basketball, uh, and we're going to do some other things. So, for fantasy players, we will be here for you
1: week in and week out. Right, Tidio? We, hey, look, we know it. We know them all. We spent too much time on it. We've got failed marriages to represent it. I, I got two. How many you got? You got two? I got one and a half. Just keep it. Yeah, I hear you. Just keep it at two. She can't hear me right now. She can't hear me, but I'm one and a half.
0: By the way, Fantasy Football Week, uh, Weekly with Jeff Tito, Titoff, and Brady Tinker is presented by BetUS.com. Bet with three-decade leader, BetUS. Now for 125% bonus using promo code DSP. That's Drunk Sports Podcast, by the way. DSP 125 for a 200% bonus with crypto using promo code DSP200, and bet sports, bet casinos, bet horses, bet pop culture. I've never heard of such a thing, but you can do it at betus.com. You bet, you win, you get paid, betus.com. Tito, have a good week. Uh, I'll be in touch. We will uh, whine and bitch and moan and laugh uh, all the way through Thursday, Sunday, and Monday. We'll be ready for everybody next week.
1: Let's do it, brother.
0: Good show, buddy. Talk to you soon.